This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has been a year this weekend, you guys. This is the Colleen and Bradley is that all? Show. Whew, my Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Oh, you know, getting through. It's Monday. It's a sunny day, and uh, we're just putting one foot in front of the other at this point. It really is the best we can do at this point. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the three of us on this show, on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we are three residents of the beautiful city of Minneapolis, and all three of us live in South Minneapolis. So, um, without you know giving you our actual addresses, um, <laughs> I will just say that uh, I can give neighborhoods, right? Yeah. Like we can say that Holly lives in the Whittier neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bradley lives in the Powderhorn neighborhood. Yep. I live in Nokomis East, um, which is slightly removed from kind of the, the ground zero area, though we were having some ramp ups yesterday uh, in the neighborhood. We are lots operating. Oh, yeah. We'll get of, to Karen. We'll get to Karen later. And I'm sorry to all the actual Karens. Just you're going to have to live. My sister's this. named Karen. She's fine with it. Oh, OK, good. She told oh, so me you're, okay. So we're fine. Yeah. I got the approval che- of one Karen. You checked with Karen. <laughs> um, I, I think it's also important to recognize that, like, that the, we're we're sharing our own experiences, but we also recognize that we're not the headline of the story. No, absolutely, by any stretch. No, we um, are. We are there. We have our own stories, but we are not the story. And we can hold all those things at the absolutely. same time. And we are. Trust us. We are holding all of those things. And as we journey through the show together today, um, we're gonna we're gonna work. Through a lot of things, we got uh, lots of great guests, including um, our friend Terrence Robertson, Major Terrence Robertson from the National Guard. You've heard him on our show many, many times. Somebody got a promotion. Yes, we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was a while ago, but yes, he did get a promotion. Uh, he's a major. Uh, and that's pretty major, but we'll be talking with him a little bit later. We'll be talking about some of the rumors that are kind of floating around, et cetera. Um, we're going to talk with our friend Rob Williams from the Sheridan story. You know, a lot of that area of South Minneapolis near where we are has become a food desert very quickly. Uh, and uh, so we got to kind of talk through how people are going to get their food. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk. Not all. And that's but not wait. all. There's, There's more. more. Uh, we're also going to talk with uh, somebody who lives at the Midtown Exchange building to hear some harrowing stories about what's going on there. Which also, if you just, um, you know, to sort of housekeeping, um, we talked to somebody on Friday 
who is actually, I think, friends with the individual exactly. that um, we're going to talk to today. So we'll give us another perspective on uh, what life was like sort of, um, you know, at the at the center of a lot of the activity over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to acknowledge that there's a press conference going on right now and that we are learning some new information uh, for residents of the city of Minneapolis and I believe for St. Paul as well. Uh, curfew is extended for two days. They are shortening the curfew hours, which I will not be telling my children. So if anybody tells them, I will be angry with <laughs> Hopefully you. Hopefully dad doesn't have them listening to the show oh, today. Oh, trust. No, he doesn't. Uh, he's got his own stuff to do. Um, ten. So it's 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. So we were doing 8, a, 8 p.m. to 6 a.m., uh, but now we're doing 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Okay. Um, I, in the interest of full disclosure and transparency, I believe I've probably had a grand total of six hours of sleep in the last three days. Hey, six hours is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, are, how are you guys doing? I'm good. But before we go any further, I do oh, want to yeah, also yeah. acknowledge that it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Birthday to you. Do me a favor, you guys, and uh, wish Colleen a happy, happy birthday because it's, it's a little piece of joy that she can have today. We'll make sure she gets it and later in the show i will give you something special oh thank you and holly has already given you um, she did give a me little something bit special. of happiness it wouldn't be a team cobra birthday without one of these yeah <laughs> pew, 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 pew. also i just want to acknowledge that holly like saved my butt with her birthday present because as i was walking in it was difficult to get to work today because there were some additional road closures that i was not aware of uh, I was skating in at the last minute, and um, I forgot my lunch at home. And Holly came through with a LaCroix and a nut bar. Nut bars! Nut bars! <laughs> nut bars. Um, so you can anyway. have a spoonful of my oatmeal if you want. I, you know what? I'm good, thanks. Okay. Um, should we just catch people up? Because, yeah. again, I think the, the unique thing about this show is that we're all, um, you know, in the city. Everybody on this show is a city of Minneapolis resident. And it's not that people around the world were not having um, their own experiences this weekend, but there was a very specific experience in the city of Minneapolis, I can say from firsthand experience. Um, And I just think, you know, people who live outside of the metro may find uh, our experience interesting or at least unique and i will say even people within the metro because i know that there are areas of the city of minneapolis where there's nobody's it's not nothing's going on yeah but we are the three of us in areas where stuff is going on yeah where we have uh there i don't have a gas station anywhere near my house right now uh they've all been burned um i am lucky to have a grocery store you guys, what grocery store do you have? Oxendales. I almost didn't. Are they open? They're open. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. good. Uh, they have, I think, some limited hours, but uh, it's a mom and pop, locally owned awesome. grocery store. Uh, but is that Target down on seventy seven? That's closed, closed still? right now. Okay, as far as I, I know. Figured. As far as I know, listen, yeah. I'm just running under the assumption that all the things are closed until further notice. Yeah. Um, I do have to get gas today, so. Oh, good luck. I know. I Best really, of luck to you. I, it's either that or I'm going to have to start bringing Jamie's car because I, of course, this all, uh, this this whole week uh, has been sort of a, a whirlwind. And again, I know it sounds so minor, but it's just the things you forget about. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I look down and I'm like, oh, I'll just get, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. I mean, I also think, like like we said earlier, you know, we're telling a story. We're telling our story. We yeah. recognize that's not the story, but it is important for people to know 
um, how the events of the last few days are affecting the entire community. Yeah, and uh, now in beyond South Minneapolis, and now beyond. Like we sit down and watch our TV, and you uh, and I were talking about this a little earlier. It's been interesting to sort of watch the waves of this uh, moment spread out to other cities, other parts of the country, and now we see our friends and family dealing with things that we were, um, or you know, realities that uh, maybe we uh, were dealing with. Days ago. Days, days ago. So to that point, yeah, you know, I it's I have not I've been so plugged into our local news uh, because that's what is. Can I just give a shout me? out to local news? Whoa, because y'all. you guys, I, I don't know what I would have done because I have left cable news in the dust in, in this moment. I used to be one of those people who would turn on cable news. You could probably imagine which uh, station to find breaking news. Like whenever mm-hmm. something big would happen in the world, like turn on this channel. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know why? It's because they're more concerned with getting eyeballs on their show uh, or their network. Um, whereas our, not that our local media doesn't have to have an audience, but they were just there in it. In it. And sharing it. And I was so grateful and I really do think they helped move the needle to change the way things were communicated mm-hmm. to us. And really, there are people who really did great work over the weekend. So I just want to I just want to say that, you know, what? I think that's really important to do. And I'm glad you did say that because it's true, you know, and and watching the local news. I'm so thankful for uh, for how they're covering everything that's going on. It has been a touchstone a lot of them up all night yeah broadcasting and we know all these night. people like that's the thing is like yeah. you see these people that you know and and it's, it's like i see people <laughs> these people in the hallway yeah. and then i'm watching them and they're yeah they were yeah. just doing it again it's a really lot amazing. of there was a lot of there's a lot of gratitude and thanks to go around this weekend um a lot of gratitude and i will say i i do think we need to get back to our own experience because we haven't shared it yet so let's do that. But I also think let's create some space for gratitude throughout the show because we need to thank all the people who cleaned up, all the people who showed up from outside of our community to help. And yes. we'll, we'll be giving you guys ways to help today and beyond. Yes, so. absolutely. So, you know, at this point, like Bradley said, you know, um, there's a ton of gratitude to go around. And actually, I think that that's, it's the most important thing to be focused on the beautiful thing about our community, the beautiful thing about Minnesota, the beautiful thing about the city of Minneapolis is the fact that during the daylight hours, there is no shortage of people who are ready to help and they're in it to win it. Uh, And that is heartwarming to see. And it is absolutely what makes our community so wonderful and unique. Uh, And so that has been super heartwarming and we are so grateful for that. I will just say during the daytime, I am filled with beauty and happiness and butterflies and sunshine. And then the night falls. And yeah, that's how, when so stuff gets for real scary. For people who don't live in the metro, um, and we can each give a little bit of a slice, tell us what the weekend was like for you. I mean, in all, so after, I don't even remember what day things were happening. Just go with it. Thursday yeah. night was the really awful, terrible, no good, very bad night. The first one, right? Really? No, I, I think can't it was remember. Friday. Friday is when nobody was around. Mm-hmm. That Friday oh, okay, was the yes. day we all felt hopeless, okay, and we thought nobody was. That was a rough one. Nobody was. Um, yes, 
you guys, I don't know. I don't, the days have run together that much that I can't remember. So Friday was that awful, terrible. We didn't know where people were. And, and by the way, I'm just clarifying. That's the narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's the reality. Right. That's that was what, the narrative. That was the narrative. And that was what was, yes, that was what was very palpable on Friday night. Saturday night, you know, it's hard to know, right? So this is the problem is like, well, there's so many problems, but this is what happens as dusk falls and you're living in these areas near hot zones. I don't know what else to call them. Um, you start to think to yourself, what's going to happen? Yeah. I don't know what's coming. Yeah. And I don't know if I needed to get out how I would do it. And there's a fear to that. Um, and when, when you're being told by the leaders, stay home, be home, and then suddenly you're not sure if your home is a safe place, mm-hmm. that is a scary, awful, terrible, very bad feeling. Yep. And so that's what happens as night begins to fall. And night is just very tense. Yeah. Uh, and we are connected. In, and we'll talk a little bit. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this after uh, in the next segment. But you're connected to your neighbors through multiple social media connections. And that is both great because it is informative and terrible yeah. because it is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and then you've got the news on. I mean, we were watching the news all night, every night. Now, what was sort of heartening was on Saturday night, most of the local news stations were signing off by like midnight, which had been a departure from what had happened the night prior where they were covering throughout the night. Yeah. And so by midnight, as they were signing off, it was like, is it safe to go to sleep? What do we do? I mean, do we need to be like on alert? Do we need to be doing the neighborhood watch thing? Last night, very similar. Um, you know, you don't really feel like you can let your guard down at any point. The The first night uh, of the weekend, it, it the narrative was where is everybody? Mm-hmm. Meaning where are the people putting out the fires? Where are the people um, protecting, you know, um, the small businesses that are going up in flames? Where are those people? Saturday night, you very much felt the presence of the National Guard. So, right? Saturday Mm. night was the night? Yep. Ollie, feel free to... That was Saturday night. (laughs) No, it was Saturday night. Saturday night That was was when the National Guard, I think, doubled in size. Yes. That was the night that we saw the Black Hawk helicopters, or I don't even know what kind of helicopters. Let's be real. I got to tell that story, too. So the helicopters were overhead. I just want to paint a picture for people, like how this all went down. The first night felt very fragile uh, in terms of what we were dealing with. And to Colleen's point, we didn't know how things were going to play out. And it seemed there was a lot of rage and a lot of anger and a lot of frustration at people who said one thing and didn't do those things. Um, Saturday, people seemed to have learned that lesson and there was a presence made known um, and you you could see the... It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. National Guard presence. Communities really, and I will say this for like our block, uh, we really came together and said, look, nobody's coming. Nobody's going to help. I'm not saying that's true. Right. But let's assume that that's the case. What can we do? And this was not just our block. This was blocks across South Minneapolis. There were some groups organizing people. To- this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. And uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, kind of life as, as it has unfolded. Uh, the three of us, all residents of South Minneapolis, uh, very short on sleep, but um, but definitely understatement. Understatement, but definitely all three of us are, and we'll get to this maybe a little bit later. Um, real, real, um, real agitated and ready to figure out how we can help move the needle for some change mm-hmm. in the system that has created the space we are inhabiting right now, yep. culturally, and uh, and and we'll get to that. Uh, definitely at different points in the show today. Um, bear with us because again, not sure where words are, but one of the things that we were touching on was just like what it was like to live in the era of social media on a scary, scary night, like last night when stuff is going down in your neighborhood. Um, and Bradley, woof. I don't know about you, but between the citizen app my neighborhood's okay, WhatsApp. Okay, y'all need to shut that down right now because if one more person tells me about the fire they saw on their citizen app and then you make me like go over to Twitter and confirm that that ain't happening. Also, it was somebody's bonfire in their backyard. Hey, guys, can we all just acknowledge that now is not the time to be having bonfires in your backyard? So what people may not realize if you didn't have the experience we did in our location, but if you lived in South uh, Minneapolis, North Minneapolis, parts of Minneapolis that... We're on high alert last night. Very likely you were connected to your block in some way. And there are other there are many different ways that people stay connected on social media. And to your point earlier, um, sometimes a blessing can also be a curse. That is that we are blessed to be connected ever more than we ever have in in history. But that's not always a good thing, because Mm -hmm. what you had was somebody would see something that maybe seem suspicious. They would tell people, I saw something suspicious. Then those people would say, my friend saw something suspicious. It was a monster. And then they would say, my friend saw an alien monster on top of his house eating his family. And so like you would have this cavalcade of like sort of second, third, beyond hand um, yep. you know, it rumor. It snowballs. It's and snowballs. it just snowballs yeah. to the point. And then it just echoes. And then it turns into like, because there was a, there was first of all, it was the the fire, uh, the Nokomis Library fire. But there, that's because there was a credible report in the beginning, allegedly. But then that rumor had made its way around so that it became nope, it was actively on fire. So it was just interesting over the last two days, particularly 
to see the effect that social media could have on people staying in touch. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of like this, this is what's fascinating about the, the sort of double apocalyptic moments we find ourselves in where we're dealing with COVID-19 and, um, you know, the, the, what are we calling this moment? You know, yeah, I don't I mean, even the tragic know. murder of of George Floyd, certainly. But then beyond that, the last week or so to find I think we are learning some of the same lessons over again. Right. Which are that that we have to like in this moment, pick somebody you trust. Stay focused on that in terms of getting your news or your information and then shut everything else down because there's a lot of noise out there. And there are also a lot of people who are trying to get their own particular agendas out that maybe aren't going to serve you so well. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, to your point, um, between WhatsApp, uh, Nextdoor, the Citizen app, a text thread, Twitter, Facebook... Instagram. Instagram. It's there's a lot happening. People probably weren't TikToking, were they? Uh I didn't see but see, I wasn't looking. So no. maybe they were. I don't know. But you know, there's it's true. There's a lot of different reports. There's a lot of things that are scary. There's a lot of things that make you feel unsettled. I think it's also important in this moment to recognize our own privilege. Oh, that for sure. this is the thing that is frightening to us right now. Um when when this kind of living on edge has been a reality for many people for a long, long well, and time. I, I will say that, the, and and that's a whole separate conversation, right? So like you're having, a lot of us are having, I shouldn't, because I think there are a lot of people that aren't, and that's probably the problem why we're in, uh, the problem that we're in. Mm-hmm. The space of, <laughs> see? Yeah. Words. Yeah. Words. Is that we're, ha- you know, many of us are having those conversations. We realize that in this moment we are having a privileged experience. I live six blocks from where George Floyd was murdered, period. And I did not have to face the reality that a lot of community members had to face in the days after. Absolutely. And we are very conscious of that. Absolutely. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we will continue to process together uh, how uh, the space that we're living in right now. On the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, sometimes uh, when you're feeling helpless, the thing that you want to focus on is what you can do to help. And we on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, We understand that. We know that. And we want to be able to provide you with some resources and ways that you can help in this moment. Uh, And Bradley, you've been sort of digging and and finding things that we can offer up as as a way, a means for people to be helpful in this time. Yeah, I feel like, you know, this is going in stages, right? So there are things, and you mentioned this earlier, we're going to talk about some of the ways we can take next steps to address the the systemic problems that got us to where we are. But in this moment right now, we also have to be aware that there are people with immediate needs. A lot of the things that happened over the last couple of days have forced people to uh, have limited access to things like food and shelter and so much more. Thankfully, the community is, you know, um, making sure that there are ample, ample ways to amplify the opportunities that exist, whether it's food donations um, non-perishable, you know, item donations, medical um, treatment, etc. Like, there's tons of things you can do, but it, I can I can imagine too. It seems overwhelming for people. So maybe giving some concrete examples of like, go do this. 
might be helpful. Right. You know, so I think the the thing that we've been focused so much on is, well, there's some obvious things, right? There's so the obvious. Fa- it's so obvious. Like the, the easy things to see, especially because, you know, cameras have been on them, are the cleanup efforts. Yeah. Uh, the fact that we've talked a lot about how this has created a food desert in that area of South Minneapolis. And so, you know, people showing up in droves with more cereal than General Mills has ever seen. You know, it's um, and that's all good and wonderful. But oftentimes there is a moment where you go, okay, I don't I want to do something. I don't know what to do. I see that a lot of people are cleaning. And maybe for one reason or another, that's not something you're able to do. Or I see that everybody's shown up with their cereal boxes and their loaves of bread. I don't know what to do. I, I, that maybe isn't my thing. So there's lots of other things. And actually, Bradley, I don't know. Do you have this document of resources to support the Minneapolis yep, protest? That's what I'm looking at. Okay, great. This so, is a great resource. And I want to, I'm going to put this Halsey in this segment. Um, if we want to put this, I think we may have already linked to this, but if not, um, I don't think we did. Okay. So this has, um, I'm glad you referenced it. It's, uh, the thing I was looking at for, they have a whole section for immediate resources available and donation drop-offs. So this is a way to provide resources right now. So in addition to non-perishable food items, which the other thing to say about that is there, you saw a lot of places, or I should say you saw a handful of places that were overwhelmed and you Mm -hmm. may think, Okay, they got this. Those places might got this, but there are a lot of other places who don't got this, quote unquote. So let's get them for the other people. And some of those places include, uh, but are not limited to, and again, we'll link to this, um, the Lindale Community School uh, is doing a drop-off. And the thing I like about this list is it tells you when and where. Um, So it gives you the location. It tells you the time. It tells you what they're asking for. So in the case of Lindale Community School, which is over on 34th Street, today and tomorrow from 7 to 4, they're asking for non-perishable food items, hygiene products, which is one that a lot of people have pointed out is also important to remember, um, not just food. And then they list some other things. Um, Even the Alchemy 365 in Edina is doing a food and supply drop-off. Pimento Kitchen, which I think we're talking to Pimento in the next hour, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, they're doing uh, a drop-off for boxes, packing tape, paper bags, and I could go down this list, but there are a number of places that are not maybe getting the same social media attention uh, as the ones you've you've likely seen. Right, right, because there have been some that have been really easy to to pass around um, that kind of, I don't, you know, that, that have like a good easy hook yeah. uh, and others that maybe just aren't getting the same amount of attention. Um, and they're also, updating this, by the way, um, live so yeah. that you can trust that the information you're getting is the most current. It's also important to remember things like um, helping groups that will be there to assist with mental health services. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because this is a traumatic experience. I mean, I, I know that that just sounded really talky downy the way I just said that, but um, it is, this is a very traumatic experience. We were already in the middle of trauma uh, with COVID-19 exacerbated trauma for many groups by the murder of George Floyd. Yep. Exacerbated further by the destruction of the riots that have occurred um, that have left buildings, businesses, um, people's lives burned down yeah. and created a, a, a resource desert in the midst of our city. So 
you know that mental health services are going to need a little boost in this moment. Um, I know but that then- there are certain places that have uh, certain churches around the, the around the area that have crisis counselors on staff, etc. But if you've got money and you can spare it, there's a lot of mental health resource organizations that that will do and here's good with that here's something to remember and um you know i read i read i can't remember who said this this weekend but you brought it up as well you don't have to do all of it pick something Mm. that speaks to you Mm -hmm. you know one thing that really kept coming up in my head was um i just kept thinking about people who like me have to take medication on a regular basis and i'm lazy so i forget to refill my prescriptions regularly Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh crap but i'm very fortunate because i can wait to the last minute i can call my doctor i go oh i'm really sorry and they're like oh no big deal don't do it again they'll call in a prescription and then i do it it. again and then i go to the thing with the thing and it's all good and everything's fine in this moment there are people like me who who needed you know medications and so i was like yeah what do you do for those right. people? I can't even begin to imagine. These people are literally, um, I don't want to say stuck, but they are limited in their ability to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder about those. And people reached out on Facebook and brought up a number of resources um, that are available to people. There are resources on this uh, Google Doc for people to get health and mental health services, as you pointed out. So, But my my overall point was, Pick a thing. Yeah. Because you don't have to do the food drive, do the cleanup, do the donating, do the, you know, you can pick something today that will make you feel as though you contributed. Yeah. And ultimately, the, the, the moral of the story is it will, you will do something good. And that's what matters because you will help somebody who's in need right now. Well, and that's part of being a community. Right. We all have different roles. We all can do something mm-hmm. within those roles. Yes. And that's what it means to come together in community. Yes. We each are going to use our own gifts to come together to create the whole body of the community. I, I just, I want to say, you know, to that point, Bradley, that you know, there are so many things that it can be. It's like going, it's like when you go to the buffet, Bradley, I don't know if you have this experience, but when you go to the buffet and you're like, I don't know what to take. There's just so much. There's so much here. I don't know which, where to start. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. There are two ways, or we think that there are I'm two ways your to respond. Strategy, and now I'm all I'm thinking about is buffets. is a buffet. Yeah. Um, the, there are two. We think that there are two ways to approach, or that we are affected when when we feel like there is need. You either are paralyzed by all the options, or you try to do all the options. But there is the the secret third level, which is just figure out who you need to be in this moment. And where your gifts are best served, and then own that and be okay with it, right? Because you do not need to say yes to everything. We also need to remember, remember, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic. Easy to forget because the news headlines have shifted drastically. Oh, we I, we started to go down this road, and then I I don't know if I took a nap or something, but um, but we but. I I had forgotten when we were talking about the local news. Mm. It's easy to to realize that this is all going on in our community, and then when you pull back on the national level, you realize this is happening everywhere yeah. right now. In many many, you said how many cities, Bradley? 
Well, and it's probably more, but I did see a number yesterday that was 111 at least. So that's bonkers. When you really think about that, it, it, it sort of, we it started here. And so we've been focused on here. It just shows you that as much as you want to think that you are unique, Mm-mm. we are all like facing a lot of the very same stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you sat far away from what happened last week and think, oh, that's too bad. I hope things get better. Mm-hmm. I hope you learned the lesson at some point over the last few days that this issue is should be as important to you, mm-hmm. whether you live six blocks, one block. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 30 blocks from what mm-hmm. happened that this is something we all need mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. and do something about. Right. The time is now. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of staying in your lane, I kind of figured out what my lane is and I wanted to share it with you because I actually want to share it with everybody because I think it's there's an it carries an important message. I'm not saying I came up with this. I'm just saying I, I want to shed some light on kind of how how we can help what our what our ongoing plan is with that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one oh seven one. It's Monday. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So, you know, I, I was having a conversation yesterday with my friend Meta, who we had on the phone uh, on the show on Friday. Um, we're, or I don't know what day it is. It was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> um, and she, um, she is a religious leader. She's a pastor here in the Twin Cities. Um, I have enormous respect for her. I think she's such a wonderful person. And we were having a conversation about like figuring out your lane, right? Because in this moment, we talked about going to the buffet, Bradley, and how it's yeah, it's like almost paralyzing. Yeah, there's so many things. There's so much need. Mm-hmm. And there's own and you know, you're trying to kind of assess what are my gifts in this moment? What can I give? What can I do? And I want to give people permission uh, to do the thing that I'm doing because uh, not because I'm doing it, but because I think it's important to remember, which is tap the brakes. And I'm giving you permission. I'm not saying everybody do this. It's okay to tap the brakes right now and say right now there are so many helpers helping. There are so there is no shortage of people who are cleaning out their their uh, pantries and bringing food where food needs to be, who are getting in their cars and driving over to Lake Street with all of their cleaning supplies and spending a good portion of the day volunteering to clean our city up and put us back together. I want to give permission to people to tap the brakes on that and remember that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And and the the where the rubber really meets the road is going to be five months down the line, six months, a year down the line when we're not we don't have that stamina to get out there and do and do and do. And so I want to give people permission to say right now, the best I can do 
is hold my family and my home together. And I'm going to put an alert on my calendar. If this is what works for you for November 1st to then do the work of figuring out what needs to get done right now. Where is the need right now? Because I'm going to tell you something. This isn't going to get better overnight. These buildings are not going to be rebuilt overnight. These businesses that have been burned down are not going to be up and running tomorrow. These uh, grocery stores, they're not going to be full of food and ready to serve the people in that neighborhood again next week. It's going to take time and it's going to take a sustained effort and it's going to take um, parlaying that giving spirit you have into five to six months from now to a year from now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to give people permission and not to say that the time in between is lost, right? Like this is a great time to, um, to be doing your own work on, uh, you know, maybe like hit, hit up the, the e-library or your favorite local bookstore online and order some books about systemic racism, about what it means to be anti-racist, about the system that we found ourselves in that has created the place where we are. Um, There's work to be done. There's a lot of work to be done and it can be done internally. And that doesn't mean you're ignoring what's happening. It's okay to make yourself, give yourself a calendar alert. And come back in November. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and then That's be the advice. and then be the hands in the community. Yeah. That was my thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, no, I mean it just brings up this whole notion that we were talking about in the last segment, which is you've got to find you know pick your lane, and it's okay whatever that is. Um, just don't get overwhelmed. The whole point of that is, and the whole you know finding your lane, whatever you want to call it, is that you're not overwhelmed and you're actually able to get something done. And this is a lesson that I've learned throughout my life, you know, specifically, most importantly, when I got sober, but that's, if you don't take care of yourself first, you're not going to be any help to anybody else. So for example, one of the things I had to learn myself, this is my lesson over the weekend was to limit my exposure to social media and, um, specifically things like Twitter and Facebook, because it doesn't, my brain just will go off on every tangent and then I will not be able to focus and I will not be able to get done what's in front of me. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of work uh, to do this weekend to, you know, connect with our community, make sure that people were safe, make sure the our home was safe, make sure that um, we had what we needed to get things done. I mean, it's no help if you are glued to social media and the television full of fear and anxiety like that's helping literally nobody and so you know one of the lessons in what you're suggesting is that then it gives you a focus Mm -hmm. it gives you something that can then allow you to take care of yourself which is get up in the morning and this is the lesson we learned in um you know the midst of a pandemic again you can be struck with the fear and it's interesting how we're now getting this lesson twice so you got to ask yourself um, and, and I'm not saying that there aren't other examples of this lesson, but specifically these two lessons twice, very close together. This is an opportunity to, you know, be reminded mm-hmm. that um, you can't be struck down with fear and anxiety because you will be no help to yourself and therefore you will be no help to your family and then your community. So that's number one. And then, you know, then you can do all that work then you can engage with other people and have thoughtful experience mm-hmm. 
and learning and all of that good stuff. But that's not going to happen if you're stuck on your couch going, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Because, you know, wouldn't it be true? I mean, we're already in the middle of tragedy upon tragedy in the midst of tragedy. Yeah. But to me, the you know, a great a great tragedy alongside all of that would be not harnessing the pain and suffering of this moment to move to a different place, meaning not taking this and learning the lesson from it or figuring out what is in it for us to pull apart and confront and look head on and work well, and, the, and do the work on. The danger is that you get caught up in the cycle of, um, you know, taking care of the the fire literally and figuratively that's burning in front of you. And then once that's done, you are so overwhelmed that you're not able to figure out what caused the fire to keep it from burning again. Right. So again, that's why it's important to do what you can do, not do more than you can do, help other people do what they need to do. And then, you know, create that will then create the space and an opportunity. Now that said, don't listen to me. I like don't listen to Colleen. Don't listen to Holly. Uh, what I'm saying I mean, is listen to us, but I mean, listen to us from <laughs> noon to three anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I, I say that knowing full well that um, our best efforts got us here. So, mm-hmm. you know, but what I do know is and what's been helpful to me is to to create, you know, appropriate boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and that takes a lot, you know, to your point, Bradley, and to your point, Colleen, it takes a tremendous amount of self-study. Yeah. To come to these realizations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe perhaps it is a work of self-study at this point in order for you to get to that point or for to anybody to get to that point. And that is work in and of itself. So work can look a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And then understanding, you know, how it works for you, the difference between self-care, inertia action analyzing all of these things within yourself and how does that look for you because to your point bradley well we're all here but we're all doing our own individual work mm-hmm. and then we come together as a collective to do things but it, it's just there's so the many doesn't layers. move if you decide not to do the work yeah. exactly mm-hmm. you know or and if you get so focused on your own work right. right so it is being able to differentiate between all of that and you know quite frankly i offer you no solutions to that no <laughs> but i will space. say we talked about this very briefly i think on friday i don't know or maybe we talked about it for a long time <laughs> i don't know yeah. um but that that you know there's a lot of hot takes out there Everybody's got a yeah. hot take. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. When you feel the impulse to to share your hot take, maybe just hit the pause button on the hot take and examine the hot take. Yeah, Why do I think the way I'm thinking? Yeah. Is this does the, who does this serve well, best? Does this only serve me? Um, you know, I think just that's self-examination. I hear a lot of um people say, "Well, the problem is is mm. And I think a lot of those we don't necessarily have time right. for. The problem is, is the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Such as. Y'all, and such as. Maps. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I don't know. Oh, I know what we want to do. Yes. Do We've got know, a task. Do you know of any organizations or things that need our help today? 651-641-1071. Who needs our action? Let's do something. Give us a call. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. 
So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.